If you want to support this podcast, just go to patreon.com under Jason Gallant. Get mantra and meditation mp3s at jasongallant.ca. Today I'd like to talk to you about the search for enlightenment. Now, the search is kind of a humorous sort of thing because when something is already found, searching for it is ludicrous, right? So there are some circles of satsang that say to call off the search. What you're searching for is already here. The searching is really an experience of the mind looking outwards. And that's really what got you into this mess in the first place, right? It's the searching for happiness in a place that it doesn't exist that causes the problem. And that's in the mind. The mind is like a glorified computer program. It's the heart where fulfillment exists. So I can't tell you how many hours of wasted time happen between teachers and students where they are arguing about conditions or external circumstances that must exist in order for their happiness to occur. And I'm not talking about survival. I'm not talking about somebody just saying, hey, I need a bowl of food so that way I can maintain this physical body while I search for this happiness thing. We're talking about a lot of things like, I need this special watch. Or I need people to like me. I need to experience love externally in order to experience love internally. These are all conditions. These are all external circumstances that can be pleasant. There's no argument about that. But there is an experience within you that trumps all of these experiences. The one unconditional experience. That's really what the search for enlightenment is about. If there's any search at all, it's about realizing that there is this experience above all experiences. Some people call it the non-experience. And sitting in this place inside yourself, realizing that this is the source of who you are, carries an immense amount of freedom. freedom to deal with the torments of life or the external circumstances, good or bad, but still remembering and realizing your freedom. The experience of freedom is still there. There's no constriction when you experience these discomforts. There's no trapped feeling. So really what I'm saying is that the search for enlightenment does not happen externally. There can be external circumstances that are emulations or are projections of your inner guru that help lead you within. When there's true yearning in a spiritual student and there's these strange coincidences that then start to lead them to their freedom within, this is a real phenomenon. It's not hocus pocus, it it really does happen. But in the end, you're always led to here. 
in the beginning stages of your spiritual journey though, you won't believe that here is enough. So there's got to be a lot of theirs that lead you eventually to here, which is incredibly frustrating <laughs> if you look at it in a certain context. But when you are truly here, you're so satisfied and fulfilled that there's no disappointment involved. There's this massive enabling of you much to the disappointment of many around you sometimes, but the divine is the supreme enabler of your true existence. Suffering is caused from the suppression of you, the true you, not the who you want to be. That's, that's the mind. I'm talking about the source of you, the movement of your heart, not the emotional heart, the true heart, the all-encompassing holistic heart. I was recently giving somebody a speech. Sometimes these speeches cannot be suppressed. <laughs> they come out at the most inappropriate times, which is why it's sometimes good for me to be isolated from people at times. <laughs> but I was saying to this person, it is important for you to care about something else more than yourself. And what I mean by yourself is your idea of yourself. Not the true you, but your idea of your true self. The idea is a false assumption. And then this person went on to say, hey, I really care about this family member a lot. But this family member was taken out of my life and I could see, and this person could also see that there was an immense attachment to this story. This immense sentimentality that they were caught in. Instead of letting go and allowing the intelligence of the situation to unfurl, the surrendering to the heart within, they were rejecting this entire scenario and getting constantly caught in a rerun of suffering. Because again, it's an external circumstance. And there's no doubt that relationships are positive aspects of our lives. They can be very powerfully positive but they can be very conditional. So when some of these positives in your life turn negative, it can be an incredible blessing because it turns you to a higher level of unconditional realization of fulfillment and happiness. It's the tough lesson. These are the toughest lessons. And I pray that all of your lessons are easy and comfortable. And I hope that all of you experience nothing but a golden road filled with flowers and sunshine and rainbows on your enlightenment journey because there are some people that do have enlightenment journeys like that. Mine has not been like that.
And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to worry, you don't have to despair about it. Through this incredible contrast of external and internal, you are growing in discernment and certainty of what true enlightenment and fulfillment are about. True unconditional love, true unconditional fulfillment and self-realization. So if you're looking to external circumstances and they're all going great and you feel fine, by all means enjoy that. I'm not saying to not enjoy your life. We all need a break sometimes. But if you start to suffer, if you're really honest with yourself and if you really feel like you're suffering, that you're caught in a loop of pain, then take your realization deeper. Take your surrender to the infinite to a greater level. And you will be rewarded for it. As the saying goes, seek first the kingdom of God and then all else will be given to you. So this is sometimes an invitation for you now to go within and then express a new ego or a new identification like the Brahma aspect that emerges from Narayana every several billion years or so. It's very much like a death process. A death to all of your ideas and projections of what happiness is. Let them all go. Let all those ideas go in your meditation. And then see what remains after your meditation practice is done. It's like constantly honing truth. It's like dipping into the river of truth, like the Ganga. And at some point that flow becomes so strong and so obvious to you that the sticks and the pebbles in the water no longer become distractions. You become so in tune to truth, to fulfillment, to realization, that although you may enjoy the things floating in the river, you never fall for the trick of believing your happiness is dependent on those things. So I hope this helps you on your spiritual journey. Take care for now. Are you interested in working with